Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You're listening to I Hate the Fins. Uh, this is episode 26. We're with the Finsider Radio Podcast Network. Perhaps you've noticed that we've been off for about a month. Uh, I had a lot going on. I moved. I uh, went on vacation. And this is actually the first I Hate the Fins program from my new house. I actually have like a makeshift studio in the basement now i used to call it a studio but it was just a more more or less a basement with a throw rug in there an area rug so here we are i feel like a professional now i can put up a bunch of gaudy dolphins crap in here if i want my wife uh leave me alone in here so she'll never know uh zach i know you've been really busy too thanks for sticking it out while we were trying to get our schedules adjusted here we are and just in time for nothing because it's off-season doldrums. The team not really doing much. Everyone's just kind of buying their time before we're waiting for camp to start up. We're curious to see what happens with the quarterback battle. <clears throat> kind of fun to say that the Dolphins are going to have competition at the quarterback position. It's been a while. Kind of curious to see what Brian Flores and company do. Uh, this being their their first foray into uh, what it's going to be like coaching the Dolphins, uh, trying to get through the AFC East, trying to navigate it, trying to figure out a way to knock off the Patriots <clears throat> instead of just waiting for Tom Brady re- to retire, which seems to be the way or the preferred uh, approach for some Dolphins fans. That's fine, though. Whatever. So one thing I saw the other day, and I don't really put a lot of stock. I, I don't know if, if I'm even am I allowed to mention Bleacher Report on this show? For SB Nation, am I going to get a cease and desist letter for that? I mean, I won't be upset 
because it's like a, a rivalry kind of thing. I'll just be upset because Bleacher Report is like 90% trash. Um, oh, bless, bless their souls, but... You've done it. Well, <laughs> anyway, so did you see where they ranked the uh, team fan bases? Um, I'm assuming the Dolphins fan base was number one um, because we are the smartest, most handsome, um, well-adjusted fan base out of them all, right? I do believe Sports Illustrated called the Dolphins fan base the most attractive one time. All right. That's what I like to hear. I do think that happened. They uh, they ranked. I I forget their criteria. I think they were talking about the, the amount of like team support, the dollars that fans put into going to games, uh, buying merch, all that good stuff. I don't remember the Dolphins exact number. I want to say it was. 14, maybe. OK. Which respectable, right? Yeah. You're more than halfway. Yeah, just like the Dolphins. We're always 7 and 9, 8 and 8. Exactly. Top 16, 14, 15, perfect. Yes, precisely. If you think about it, where this team finished in the ranking for fans is where the team usually finishes to. Just uh, right around (laughs) 500-ish. Right around there. Except, you know, this time, instead of just dipping right under, I think they were right over. I, in case you're wondering, I think the, I think the Cowboys took, took number one in this mm, poll yeah i'm sure i was i was surprised though because there are some teams that i associate with diehard fans who were pretty low on that list the kansas city Chiefs were really low and i'm by that's really sad. low i mean like bottom three maybe bottom two that's really sad i didn't understand what was going on there um the worst team according to them the los angeles rams which uh. i mean they're I mean, you you lived in California. You were in that scene for a little while there. I mean, you know that there's just other things people would rather do out there than watch sports. Well, I mean, there's so many sports teams that you're trying to force the one market to. And I mean, prior to um, San Diego moving up there and the Rams moving out from uh, Missouri there, like it, it's it's a USC UCLA town. Um like when you walk in there, it's it's like a battle for the city between the college football teams. And then you sprinkle in two NFL teams that you're building a huge new stadium out by the airport, which is going to be a nightmare to get to. I mm-hmm. I can understand that. I don't know. I mean, there's some California sports teams actually really like football. Obviously, doesn't fit into that equation. But, I mean, they do have a lot of teams out there. Yeah. I mean, like, it was nice to see the Rams go home, in my opinion. I, I felt really bad for St. Louis losing them because I know St. Louis is trying like hell the city to hang on to them, and Kroenke just wasn't having it. But, um, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot to do out there. And, I don't know. The I feel like California fan base support is usually fickle at best anyway. Well, I mean, we're we're just talking not only what to do out there. We're talking multiple sports teams, but you also have to contend with like you can go to the beach any day that you want. Are you mm-hmm. going to spend Sunday paying hundreds of dollars to sit in the stadium to watch a football game, um, or like go to the beach? Go hike, go go hike through Big Sur or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, like there's so many things to do out there that like. Most places you got to compete in that scenario with other sports teams or whatever. But like, 
every day, you know, you see those California commercials where they like, we, we work on the beach, blah, blah, blah. Like no, that's kind of Rob Lowe. Yeah. It, I mean, like that's, that's kind of how it is though. Like there's, if you live in the short points, if you live in nice parts of LA County, Orange County, San Diego, like there's plenty of stuff to do. Oh yeah. I mean, it's endless. I got to say, if I lived out that way, I'd want to live in San Diego or near San Diego. That's always been my favorite, my favorite part of California. San Diego by far was my favorite city out there. Um, it's got, mm-hmm. it's nice. It's got stuff. And if you want to go anywhere else, it's not too far from LA. If you don't go at traffic time, you know, you can go inland to the desert or up to the mountains if you want to. That's a two hour drive. Like, but like, it's the nice beach, popular beach, but it's not too crazy like the LA area. For sure. So, I mean, obviously this is called I Hate the Fins, not I Hate California Sports Teams. <clears throat> and the uh, the proposition that prevents them from being able to publicly fund stadiums out there and everything, which is why you're seeing everything's privately funded now, including this joint that they're they're building for the the Bolts and the Rams. Yep. That and the, the Enormo uh, stadium. What, what is that place going to I forget what it's going to be called. I don't know. It, it doesn't have it doesn't have the fancy name I was hoping for. If it's not In and Out Stadium, I don't care. That would be nice. <laughs> well, which would be cool too. Like if they had the In and Out logo like on the roof. Yeah. When they're because I think it, I think it is or is it retractable? I I'm guessing it's gonna be. I mean they're they're investing crazy money into that place. Which I mean you think like I mean the weather in Southern California anyway, but um interesting interesting so anyway the rams are last cowboys are first and some footnotes i noticed the broncos were like fourth i always i always feel like if you did a head count of people in this country and the the football team they're a fan of the cowboys are certainly up there i definitely think the broncos would be up there i thought the chiefs were up there though too so little you know what do i know and then the packers I feel like the Packers and Steelers or Stillers, if you will. But I feel like those fan bases travel well. And when they play on the road, like you just get a, just a crap load of people wearing green and gold or black and gold or whatever. So Dolphins, I don't know. Like, I mean, I work with some Dolphins fans. Like, I mean, I'll every so often I'll find out like some, some people I work with and then they saw that I had like a little Dolphins helmet in my cube. And like, oh, yeah, I like I'm a Dolphins fan, too. And I'm like, really? I mean. Are you a Dolphins fan or did you like them when Dan Marino played for them? Because I know a gazillion people who are like that. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, I still, I still buy Dolphins merchandise and everything. And I think, well, that's cool. So, I mean, like, they, they are out there. I don't, they obviously don't travel as well as a lot of the teams we just mentioned. But I feel like the Dolphins, so, so I feel like you'll find more Dolphins fans randomly sprinkled in than a lot of other, maybe what you would call random teams. You know what I'm saying? Those like mid tier teams that like, people in that area definitely like but outside that area probably don't care for like like the titans yeah yeah like you're you're gonna find plenty of titans fans in tennessee but if you go anywhere else like you might catch one every now and then but like i've run into a quite a bit of dolphins fans no matter where i've been at this point yeah and i think uh, i wonder why i know for a lot of them it's because they grew up watching dan marino i think that was the hook for quite a few of them i'm always intrigued when someone's a younger dolphins fan and they don't live i mean let's be honest i mean are the dolphins the ultimate transplant fan base uh, it's gotta be close right yeah yeah i mean because i mean like, obviously you're gonna find a lot of them in south florida but it seems like 
my parents um always tell this straight because my parents had a condo in south florida for the longest time it was in jensen beach which is about 75 80 minutes north of miami somewhere around there i forget i forget the distance and um they talk about it was when the jets were in the afc championship game against the colts so it had been after the 2009 season and um they my parents were talking about like they're in this condo in south florida and like it was just deafening in the place where they live because everyone else in there is a jets fan because they're all transplants from the you know the eastern seaboard they're all from new jersey new york and so forth yeah yeah so so i I hear that and i remember last time i was down there I, i went to one of the local sports bars on a sunday with my dad to watch uh the you know the i think the early slate and there's a bunch of people in there wearing those like old school pads jerseys it's like some guy was in there wearing a steve grogan jersey Ooh. i just wanted to go over and, and strangle him I'm like what are you doing and i realized that, i mean they're all down here from baston you know yeah so while we're while we're on the topic of other afc east teams I came to the realization today, which you're you're much more the NFL historian than I am. Um, but I came to the realization today that the Jets have won the same amount of AFC East titles as the Houston Texans, which used to be the Oilers, and they've won right. one less AFC East title than the Colts, four from Baltimore, one from Indianapolis. Like that's that's mind blowing that they've only won four total AFC East titles. Yeah, I think Kevin brought that up the last time he was on the show because he was making fun of him because he spends he spends a decent amount of time trolling uh, Jets fans yeah. on Twitter, and he brought that up. Yeah, they're tied with the Oilers. That's insane. So and they have and they have fewer than the Colts, and the Colts haven't been in the AFC East since two thousand one. Yeah. Because they left after that season, so yeah, and that 2001 season was terrible. That was the year of uh, playoffs. Yep, with Jim Mora. So, uh, long live that soundbite. Yeah, if we're talking about Jim, let's go off on a little bit of a tangent for a second. If we're if you're talking about the the ultimate Jim Mora soundbite, though, in my opinion, it's not that one. I think it's 1996, and they were in. That was when I we just sucked. We couldn't do diddly yeah. poo. You remember yeah. that? <laughs> Jim Mora. <laughs> That's people don't talk about that one enough, and they talk about the playoffs one too often. I, they need to spend more time focusing on diddly poo when he was coaching the Saints. Because that I remember, I remember at the time I was twelve, and he said that, and I was like, hey, "That man is a grown grown adult," and he just said that. So. Uh, Jim Morris Sr. had <laughs> sound bites like his son destroyed UCLA's programming. He did, man. Did he torpedo UCLA's, UCLA's program oh, or what? Like, he, he gets fired after like a hop and a skip after Brett Hundley if Josh Rosen doesn't choose to go to UCLA and just carry those poor guys. And then he kind of dragged him through the mud a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like through the pre-draft process, which I thought was lame. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't understand what he's doing there. I mean, typically the criticism you see coming from coaches, it's like when um Brian Kelly when he was talking about Deshaun uh, Kaiser, and yep. he said he should have stayed in in college another year. He was like, I just think he could have probably used one more year of preparation and seasoning. That's pretty much what he said. 
Yeah. yeah I mean, keep it fine. simple. Keep yeah. it simple. And he's sitting there and he, and he's calling. I mean, it, I don't know if it was malicious, but I'm definitely someone who likes to read between the lines. And it's like, if you didn't have a problem, you wouldn't be offering the information. Yep. So when he's in there and he's like, well, he's a millennial. So like you, he's going to ask why, which I mean, like that has come up with Rosen plenty of times. He asks questions. I don't, I don't see what the problem with that is. I understand that um, in the NFL, when you're talking about a coach who wants complete autonomy over, over that, over that roster's mindset um, and group think, then yeah, maybe, maybe you sit there and you're like, don't question me, but I don't have a problem with that. But I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's wild that it gets so much more blown out of proportion of like Josh Rosen asks why, and you shouldn't do that in football. But like, I, I mean, I've worked for people not in the NFL that when, cause I'm very why oriented too. Like it is a millennial thing of like, okay, I don't mind doing this, but like, tell me why I'm doing this. And let's put some logic to it so we can, you know, figure out and make the best decision here. Right, of um, course. Like it's it's you wanting to be more of the team and be more engrossed in the team, but there are a lot of people that just don't want to give you the wine. It's just because I'm in charge and I told you so. And like people my age just don't they don't like that. Like they yeah. want to be ingrained in what they're doing and care about what they're doing from the you know the very top of the iceberg to the the bottom. You know, now when it hits that lowest point. So at the end of the day, like I just don't get why. Rosen got so blown up for that. Um, I mean, it's just insane. Like, there's no reason to pick on a guy for something like that. No, Jim. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of Jim Moore anyway. No. And uh, my dad hates him. My dad just hates Jim Moore so much. And mind you, my dad's <laughs> not a Dolphins fan. He's a Bears fan. He's everything Chicago sports. He just thinks that Jim Moore is just a, a complete dick. So... And I'm I'm uh, inclined to agree. Just based, I remember like when he was coaching Atlanta, you know, and that was yep. when they had like the DVD offense with Michael Vick and TJ Duckett and worked on and whatnot. I mean, like, and that was fun and everything. But ultimately, I think that team was incredible. We're talking about the 2000, 2000 what year was it? Two thousand four Falcons, because that was after Vick was back from uh, his injury the year before when he was the the Madden athlete. And um, that was a fun. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Like a fun team. 
and whatnot, but they ultimately lack discipline. Yeah. And then yeah. and then when they went on the road in the playoffs that year, they 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 got thrashed. It was over. Way over. Yeah. So I mean they had some they had some like cool cool aspects on that team, like some really fun like uh wasn't Patrick Kearney one of their defensive ends? Uh-huh. It was a fun yeah. like Keith Keith Brooking was their linebacker. That guy had a, a nice little run there. So um yeah. I don't know. Jamora. But so I didn't understand why you had to drag uh Josh Rosen on that. I thought that was unprofessional. And it's not like he really offered any insight or anything. No. Sat there sat there and he it was almost just like, you know, grasping at straws. Well well, you know, where I'm when he's talking about this, you're you know, he is a millennial and everything. I mean, you're not telling me anything that's gonna change how I coach him. Uh, and and I mean, like, like and the wildest thing is like fast forward a whole year after that he gets replaced by kyler murray and there's talk of him going to miami or wherever he's going to and then steve smith has that same like outburst and like just looks like an idiot on tv again during the draft over a guy that like we get it we had this conversation a year ago people understand that's what the conversation was let it go if it's a problem teams won't take him if it's not a problem someone will take him and he'll play. That's all didn't there is Steve, to it. Didn't Steve Smith punch out a teammate? Yes, in, in like the lunch line in the cafeteria of the the Panthers facility. Yeah, I've um, I mean, don't get me wrong, great player. Yeah. Um, a incredible career. What he was able to achieve. I always thought that guy needed therapy, though. Just, I mean, like very, oh, like a very volatile temper on that dude. And I realize that that's totally cool when you're within the sidelines and um, out there, like, you know, we're on the gridiron where, you know, Hey, this is where warriors come to play and all, you know, all that crap. But I don't know. I've just, I've never really liked his attitude. If for someone to call out Josh Rosen like that, I think about, I want to say it was the 2005 NFC championship and they were in Seattle and he was totally showing up uh, John Fox because he was all pissed off. Yeah. And he was trying to take over and everything. So, I mean, like, nah, yeah, that guy can just go ahead and take a step back. He was not the greatest teammate I ever witnessed play the game of football. So, I, I don't know. And I understand that he was just kind of shooting from the hip. And I'm mm-hmm. sure an NFL Network loved it because, you know, it creates conversation. And that's the trap that I think they fell into, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that like we gotta catch up to ESPN, like we don't mind some BS within here. Right. Yeah. Which is what I liked about NFL Network in the first place. They didn't do that. Yep. You know, they were very much uh, hey, this is for the fan, this is for people who want to know more about the game. I remember their draft re- reviews and their in depth look at the prospects it used to be quite good. Yeah, I mean so- the the thing with my favorite part of the Steve Smith rant on Josh Rosen was just watching Mooch sit over to the side and just shake his head like, no, no, like, Steve, stop. <laughs> yeah, Steve, too much, too much. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure NFL Network was like, oh, you know, this is this is great. This, this is going to create cool. a conversation. This is this is controversial. You know, roll tape, all that. They. I, I've said this before, I'm repeating myself, but it's important to note for me. I really think NFL Network jumped the jumped the shark for good in the 2014 draft when they kept coming back to is this where Johnny Manziel is gonna get drafted? Yeah. I remember watching that that 
that um broadcast and thinking, yeah, this isn't this isn't good because this they used to be better than this. And I always come back to, I know they've been around since two thousand three, but my first ex- real experience with the NFL Network was um early two thousand five when they were breaking down the top three running backs in that draft, which was Ronnie Brown, Carnell Williams, and Cedric Benson. Uh-huh. And it was amazing. And I came away from that thinking, well, why wouldn't we take Ronnie Brown? Because, I mean, they talked about he's the fastest. He was the best blocker of the three. Overall, the best best and toughest runner. I mean, just in terms of like a skill set, completely well-rounded. Did pretty much everything well. You know, was a good receiver out of the backfield, all that stuff. So I was like, well, yeah, dude, of course we take him. And they just, the way they broke it down, I loved it. And now it's just kind of like, TMZ ish, you know. I mean, they have like they have like a morning like chat show, like that. Go- they do, <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, it's it's a good move for relaxed morning TV programming. Besides the good old Sports Center hour rerun over and over again, um, so I, I think from an entertainment standpoint, it's the right way to go. But like from like a football standpoint, it's just like Peter Schrager. Please stop. You're killing me, my friend. Like, yeah, and I really, I used to love his draft content too. And he's kind of, he's kind of Hollywood right now. Yeah. In terms of Nate, Nate Burleson's pretty good. I've liked his work that he's done for them. Um, some of the other players that they've brought in have been, I'm going to be honest, iffy at best. Um, you know, I mean, because, because the initial, like, if you really go back, the real player, player guy, that kind of caught people's attention when they first signed him on was Michael Irvin when they brought him in. Yeah. I was like, Oh, they have Michael Irvin. Like he's kind of, he's like, he's a legit player. He's got energy, blah, 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 blah. And Michael Irvin spent, you know, half a decade just yelling stuff. I I don't know if Michael Irvin Mm -hmm. ever gave any real input besides just yelling stuff. Yeah. He just kind of does what he does. And I mean, like it is entertaining. Like I, Mike's cool. I like I I can yeah. I can uh, I do like Deion Sanders for the most part. Sometimes like some yeah. of the stuff he says, I'm like, yeah. what in the hell do you mean there? But I remember there was um a game. It was Cleveland and Chicago. I forget how many years ago this was, but there was one play where the receiver just went and he just for on a jump ball downfield, he just bodied two defensive backs, and the, the defensive backs ended up running into each other. And fell to the ground, and the receiver was just standing there, and he was like, "Well, I guess I'll just catch the ball." And De- I remember you could just see the disgust on Dion's face, and he's like, "I want." And I remember he like verbatim, he was like, "I want to slap those two guys right now." <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought that was funny. I was pre- I always appreciate that candor because I mean we're kind of in an age where you get less and less of that. So yeah, I mean, I yeah. So NFL Network continues to disappoint me. Um, and they, yeah, and some of the guys they bring on the show, it just does does not really work for me. I don't know if is that the network? Do they bring Reggie Bush on, or is he? Because yeah, seen him I think couple. I think he he's a a part time guy for them. Reggie okay. Bush is is if he. I think they tried to. Once Reggie Bush retired, I think they were thinking like, oh, LT did a nice job for us. Like, let's see what Reggie Bush can do. And then they brought him on and they're like, eh. And then where they really screwed up is like, well, Reggie Bush didn't work. Let's bring on MJD. And MJD's just like, where the F am I? I'm just going to I'm just going to make stuff up as I go along. He says things that are absolutely insane. He is. He is 
rough. But they brought on uh, Joe Thomas, and Joe Thomas was awesome. He's during, a good dude. Um, the combine, he was he was a good dude. He's and he's like funny too. Like he's got that like funny personality. Um, it must be like a weird offensive line thing with him and Chris Long and um, TJ Lang and all those guys up north there. He's kind of like the logical continuation slash upgrade over a guy like Sean O'Hara, right? Yep, a hundred percent. Yeah, because I mean they they bring on these guys who are Jeff Saturday is another one. I think Jeff yep. Saturday does stuff for ESPN though, doesn't he? I forget. Yeah, I, I think can't, he switched I can't over. Keep track of who does what, but they bring on these, which is funny because I always think that uh, Jeff Saturday and uh, Sean O'Hara look the same. Yep. So I I was confused those two dudes. I'm like, oh, which one was the Giant Center? Oh yeah, that guy. Um. I, so they bring on these offensive linemen and everything. I think Sean O'Hara does a pretty good job. And I always respected that guy when he played. Yeah, so, for sure. I don't know. This is uh, football media in the 21st century. I mean, and technically we were a part of it. We're going to have like eight listeners for this show. So <laughs> Eight, you're shooting high this week. I like it. Eight's a crowd. So, um, you because you're a music guy too. Uh-huh. And we'll just end, we'll end this on a non- football bit i can't get over this this has blown my mind all week so like most 14 year olds i still have a subscription to guitar world nice and i've just let it go i mean like and for a while there that magazine in my opinion was not very good and i was just kind of like holding out hope that it would get better and in my opinion it has gotten better it does it does it still come with like one or two tabs of songs and stuff in it yeah it's Nice. The, the most they'll do now is like three. Whereas when I was like, when I had a subscription, like in the late nineties and early two thousands, I've had a subscription since like 1997. Um, I've been playing since 96. And I remember in the early two thousands, they'd have like eight songs. It yeah. was like, and I mean the, the tab section for people listening, they don't know what we're talking about. It just tells you how to play the song. It's pretty much just written out. It's not like actual written music. It's like how the fretboard looks. It's called a guitar tablature. Very simple. Anyone can do it. Um, and then you you can learn how to play the song or whoever the interpretation of whoever transcribed it. So anyway, uh, they have a section in there where they tell you on a budget, how you can cop sounds from your favorite recording and Mm. they'll like do it. They'll do a different song every month. And sometimes they'll have a song on there where I'm like, what is this? Why is this here? Like cat scratch fever was on there one time. I don't want to sound like, I don't want to sound like Ted Nugent. No. Uh, Ted, I mean, Ted's Ted's a great guitar player. I'm not going to take that away from him, but I don't want to. I don't want to sound like that. You don't want to um, sound like a racist. I got you. Shouldn't have brought it up. So this month is Black Hole Sun, which, by the way, that song cool. is 25, 25 years old, which makes oh, me feel R.I.P. Extremely old. They said in there that Chris Cornell plays all of the rhythm guitar parts on that on super unknown really all of them the only stuff he doesn't do are the solos hmm. interesting i mean i i'm i mean he's a good I, guitar player but i've gone the last 25 years thinking like that that was kim playing that stuff too yeah yeah yeah. i mean like i i i wouldn't put it past cornell that he, he couldn't do it he was a really talented human being but mm-hmm. i just didn't think that he did i can't and can't get over that just all week i've just been just totally shook just totally stunned i was like wow crisp and i've heard those songs on the radio this week because sometimes on my way home i'll have like lithium on satellite radio going and I, i've heard a couple of their songs i'm like wow 
I have to rethink everything that I thought I knew about this. And this is all just Chris Cornell playing. You know, I used to think about like the the big beard on Kim, like playing a lot of those songs on his. I think it's like a Guild S100 he had. Yep. Yeah. Um, which was like the SG lookalike. Yep. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a a good handful of lead vocal guys from bands that I, I grew up listening to, ranging from Motley Crue to even crappy 2000s bands like Panic at the Disco. That like. They're way more involved and talented than the perception is put out there. A lot of it is just like they're they're just a the guy that sings the stuff and occasionally does a little bit here and there. But there's some guys that did a lot more than you anticipate that they did. No, I knew Chris played guitar well because I saw Soundgarden in 2014. Mm-hmm. I saw him when they did that tour with Nine Inch Nails, um, which that was a mind blowing. And the only disappointing thing about that is matt cameron wasn't playing drums on that tour because he was with pearl jam but they brought matt chamberlain out who played like on every 90s recording ever so i mean it was cool but i mean i saw chris play tonight and he was really good i mean clearly capable of doing all that stuff but the fact that it's just him yeah yep. blows, blows my mind because i mean like metallica had that set up like when you listen to metallica albums in the 1980s it's all james yep the only thing the only thing that kirk does on a Metallica re- on um, a Metallica recording is a solo. Yeah, he's pretty much like a solo specialist. James does everything else. Yeah, I mean, and and so, and sometimes they do that too because like if you're if you're doing vocals and like you're in the studio, if your lead guy for guitar can just knock out all the guitar stuff real quick and let you just focus on the vocals and stuff, like it it makes sense to do it that way. Um, but like right. some people are really set on doing their own stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. All right. That's a a very anti football way to end our show. But um, wait, we can we can end it on a, a football note. U.S. is up one zero over Panama for the men's game in the Gold Cup. So there you go. Football right. note. There, there's your football. <laughs> and people listening to the show is like, that's not the football I want. <laughs> so too bad. I mean, like originally we were going to talk about the uniforms, but honestly, that was last month. I'm excited. I think that um eventually they got to switch over to those throwbacks. They look great. Yep. I like the current uniform they have, but this it's like this team keeps on trying to go forward with their look, but they have to realize that they won a crap ton of games, two championships, all that stuff with the classic look. So, you know, you got to think maybe at some point you need to get back to your roots in terms of like where you had your most success, where what you had what you looked like when a lot of fans of this team first fell in love with this team and i think for for most people it's going to be that when these guys were wearing the 70s 80s uniforms even the 90s ones you know like i think that i 94 throwback or the 94 jersey i have it's not a throwback i got it in 94 um i think it's a wilson you know so i mean and it's just you look at it now and I mean, it doesn't fit me. I can't wear it. But um, it just even like that look, I remember being a kid and staring at that jersey and just thinking it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And like that's still like I attribute that look with the the sleeves and everything to like the classic Dolphins look. So I, I do hope they get back to that. I like the new uniforms. I think they're cool. But I think eventually they got to get back to where this team is really rooted in its success and um, legacy. So. All right, we wanted to do 20 minutes. We did 32. Close. 
almost 33 stuff happens thanks for joining us we're back um we're gonna i think we're gonna try to do another show tomorrow just to really try to catch up we're gone for a month and get got a lot done though so um for zach my name is keith thank you for tuning in all eight of you appreciate it the check is in the mail i assure you in the meantime we'll catch you later take care support for pivot comes from polestar at polestar every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made they're made to transform auto performance accelerating from zero to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive they're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.